0: Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Nada Youssef, and today we have Dr. Melissa Young, dermatologist here at Cleveland Clinic. Thank you for being here. And this month, we're celebrating women. So um, this, of course, covers your mind, body, and soul, and today we're going to kick it off by talking about hair, skin, and nails. Um, And of course, before we get started, please remember, this is for informational purposes only and not intended to replace your own physician's advice. So, thank you again for being here, and I'll just give you a few moments to introduce yourself to our viewers. Thank you. Uh, I'm Melissa
1: Piliang. I'm a dermatologist and a pathologist here at the Cleveland Clinic. I take care of women in my practice, a lot of women who have hair loss, androgen disorders, acne, mm. and uh, those types of things. Sure. Great. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. All right. So, hair, skin, and nails are like the window to our health. You know, sometimes it means that you're deficient in, in, in something. There's so many questions that we're going to be uh, covering regarding symptom management. Um, but first I want to dig a little bit deeper and talk about what these symptoms mean. Um, and to help us and our viewers kind of like tell us what our body's trying to tell us, right? Um, and talk about how to evaluate and read our own bodies. Um, so first I want to talk about a lot of solutions are from the outside in, you know, lotions, shampoo, products, things like that. But can we talk about our diet? what, We eat and versus what we don't eat that can cause this. Can you talk a little bit about nutrition and how it relates?
1: Yeah, nutrition is
0: very important for skin and hair and nail
1: health. Mm -hmm. It's the foundation of, of our wellness. And, you know, people try to follow fad diets extreme weight loss diets, Mm -hmm. uh, elimination diets where they cut out large categories of food. That can can really get you into problems with your health. So I usually recommend a well-balanced diet, the Mediterranean style diet that's best for your heart and your brain is also the best for your skin. You, You wanna eat healthy whole grains, uh, you wanna eat uh, lean proteins like fish and chicken and eggs and nuts and beans and you wanna eat lots of fruits and vegetables of, of a, or rainbow of colors of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm.
0: And remember that fats are important for your skin and, and your hair, so healthy fats like avocados and olive oil. Great, okay. great, excellent. Now, to talk a little bit about how to boost our vitamin intake when it comes to some of these deficiencies, mm-hmm. so, um, like a vitamin D deficiency. I know, you know, we live in Cleveland. There, I don't think mm-hmm. we get much sunlight, but can you talk about what that causes and what we can do to help?
1: Yeah, it's really common to have vitamin D deficiency. I check many patients and, it, and I find it very, very often that patients are, are low. And, you know, we think that, vitamin D comes from the sun, and it does. You can, if you're out in the sun in the midday for about 10 minutes Mm -hmm. without sunscreen, if you're light-skinned and your arms and legs are exposed, that would give you enough vitamin D. Mm -hmm. But here in Cleveland and other northern latitudes, the sun is not high enough in the sky from Mm -hmm. about early November through the end of February to even produce vitamin D in our skin. Wow. And we know the rest of the time the sun doesn't shine a lot here in Cleveland. So you really have to think of other ways to get it. Okay. So um, diet is an excellent way to get it. So you can do vitamin D fortified milk or dairy products Uh have a lot of vitamin D. Fish, like salmon, has vitamin D in it. Um, And supplements are a really good source for vitamin D. great. Great. If you're going to do a vitamin D supplement, you should make sure you take it with a fatty meal. So vitamin D is one of those fat-soluble vitamins, and I find patients on low-fat diets, even with a supplement, don't always get their level up enough, so it's really important to, to take it with a fatty meal.
0: Okay, now when you say fat soluble vitamins, can you explain to me and the viewers what that means? Yeah, so that means it's a, the vitamin.
1: Like if you took a vitamin D capsule and opened it, it would be like an oily substance in ah. there. So it's an oily vitamin. So you have to have an, like think about your salad dressing and how oil and water separates. Yes. So if you take it with, with, li- with water or something that's not fatty, it doesn't absorb well just like in your salad dressing. So you want to take it with a meal with some fat so that can help
0: oh, the vitamin D get absorbed. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, since we're talking about deficiencies, I'm going to kind of go down a list of kind of the same kind of description that you just did was very helpful. Um, I know B12 is a big one. I know people, you can only get it by a shot. Is that correct?
1: So generally, by a shot, most people do okay with B twelve, mm-hmm. um, unless you have an autoimmune disease called pernicious anemia, where uh, you, the special cells in your stomach that absorb it are missing. Okay. Uh, then you could be anemic, or you could have, have a, a rash. But generally, it's it, it people do okay with vitamin D, mm-hmm. vitamin B twelve. Um, but you can get B vitamins from whole grains. Okay, it's Great. a good source.
0: Great. Great. And um, let's see, what about vitamin, well we talked about vitamin D, what about iron? Iron is very important for women, especially women who are childbearing age and who have monthly
1: periods and probably don't get a lot of iron in their diet. Mm -hmm. So many women avoid red meat, which is our best source of iron. Okay. And then when you have periods or if you're a heavy exerciser, so you're a runner or you're doing a lot of aerobic exercise, that causes little tears in your joints or the lining of your stomach that can lead to some anemia or loss of iron that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Iron is really important for hair growth and hair health. So that's one of the screening labs we do for patients who are, are losing their hair, and sure. it's not uncommon for us to find it to be low in women. Sure. sure. So eating red meat—that's your best source of it. Um, you know, one a portion of red meat a couple of times a week should okay. be enough. Okay. Uh, uh, beans can have iron in them. Spinach is a vegetarian source of iron. Sure. And other dark leafy green vegetables, huh. or a, a supplement.
0: Great, I'm writing all these down. (laughs) This is very, uh, very good uh, information. Thank you. And then, how about uh, some zinc deficiency? Doesn't that, because I know when I was younger, I used to always have that white speck on my nails and mm-hmm. I never knew why and and so I looked it up and it said zinc deficiency mm-hmm. well where do I get zinc what is yeah. zinc doing yeah. to my body so can you describe a little bit yeah. about that?
1: yeah zinc is really important for for wound healing skin health hair health nail health mm-hmm. and the common sources again meat especially red meat is a good source okay. of zinc uh, pumpkin seeds have zinc in them great or you can take
0: a supplement how about oysters Rot oysters, I've heard oysters. They have zinc in them zinc? also, but yeah. I don't know that many people that are eating enough yeah. rot oysters to be able to <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. It's
1: get,
0: a, it's a get their zinc. Yeah. But <laughs> zinc
1: is another one. It, it, you lose zinc in sweat. So people oh. who are, again, heavy exercisers, people who do hot yoga where you sweat you know, extensively for an hour, ninety minutes. You can run down your zinc level that way too. So very interesting. So if you are somebody who sweats a lot and is a vegetarian, maybe think about. So that's how you're zinc. losing your zinc, is that's through one your sweat. Way. Wow, that's one way you
0: can. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Very interesting. Okay, and then vitamin A. hmm Is that? Um, I know we don't think about vitamin A a whole lot. Where do you find that? Do you need that? Yeah, for... vitamin A is important. It's um, really important
1: it uh, to be at the right level. Sure. Too much causes a problem, too little can cause a problem. So you wanna be kind of right in the middle on it. Um, And you know, vitamin A is an interesting one. It's one that we use to treat things like acne. So, so tretinoin, a common acne medication is a form of
0: of vitamin A. Very interesting. Now is vitamin A something you can find in food? It is, it is, um, or a, a vitamin supplement. Okay. Or two, I think you have
1: to be very careful not to overdo on vitamin A. Remember it, you have to be in the right balance. Sure. So especially vitamins that are meant for eye health, mm-hmm. they have extra vitamin A. So be very careful that you're not overdoing it. Very interesting.
0: So yeah. how do we know, like if I'm deficient in vitamin C, what, how do I know what supplement to get? Because the store has so much stuff. Is it Is it real? Is it fake? The prices vary? How do I know what to choose? Right. I think for most people who are eating a a regular healthy diet,
1: um, they're probably fine, really, for most things. But if you feel like you want to take a supplement, I think a a multivitamin is a great way to fill in any gaps in your diet. Most of us get enough calories. Most of us are, are not food, you know, have enough food, but we may not be getting the variety we need every yeah, day. right. So adding in a multivitamin can really help to fill in the gaps. Okay. Um, I, I think the ones that you can find in a drugstore for a reasonable price are,
0: are fine for most people. Great. So my diet, we got a red meat, we got some healthy fats, and we got some nuts and seeds. Yep. Keep eating those kind of foods. Yep. Great. So I'm going to jump on to hair. Um, what, what are the biggest factors for hair loss? Because that's, I think, one of the biggest things men and women look yeah. at as, yeah. as, you know, the biggest downfall.
1: Yeah, yeah. So genetics plays a big role in Genetics. It. So if you're, you know, if you have parents who have thinner hair, then you will likely have thinner hair. Sure. Nutrition, like we've been talking about, is very important for hair. Sure. So eating, eating enough protein, so I usually recommend 60 to 80 grams of protein a day to, okay. for good hair growth. Um, and, you know, that's not hard to do, yeah. but it's really easy to not do it. Right. Right. So you have to think a little bit about what you eat. And, you know, if you're somebody who's eating kind of a bread and pasta diet, Mm -hmm. then you're probably not getting there. Sure. But if you eat some chicken and some eggs and dairy, you can get there pretty easily.
0: Excellent. Um, Can we take a little bit, can we talk a little bit about uh, biotin? I've heard a lot about biotin. Um, First of all, how do you know if you're deficient Um, and, and what is it good for?
1: Yeah. So biotin is really important for hair and nail growth and skin health. Great. It's a water soluble vitamin, um, so if you that's one that if you take too much, your body will just excrete it. So it's, oh, okay. it's a safer one just to take if you feel like you might be low. If your nails are splitting or breaking or seem weak, then taking some biotin can can help. Sure, that'd be a good first step.
0: Great. And um, I'm gonna go ahead and jump on the live because we're actually getting sure. many questions already. So um, I have Kinga. Um, what helps for losing hair? And we just kind of talked about this a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we talked a little bit about some of the things that can cause it. Stress is also a fairly common yes. cause of hair loss. Having surgery, certain medications. In women, hormonal abnormalities like problems with the thyroid or, or um, problems with... Um, male and female type hormones that can be out of balance can do okay. it. So if if you're shedding, it's important to try to figure out why. It's a sign that there might be something else going on. So seeing a dermatologist might be a good idea just okay. to see what else you can do. If it's more that you're you know, in your 40s, approaching 50, maybe you're postmenopausal, and you notice that your hair's thinner than it used to be, but you don't really see it falling everywhere. It's has sure. kind of a slow onset process then using something like minoxidil can be a great solution. Minoxidil. Minoxidil. Okay. That's available over the counter, either as a, a foam or a liquid. Okay. And it uh, has been shown in good studies to regrow hair in both men and women. Mm -hmm. It takes about six to nine months to see the effect. So you have to be a little bit patient with it, but but keep using it. And and it really is very safe and and works quite well.
0: Great. Now I want to ask you kind of like if uh, someone's in the shower and washing their hair, what is natural to have some hair come out of you and shed versus like, whoa, this looks like a big chunk. I should get it checked out. Yeah, it's normal to lose 150 to 200 hairs a day. Sounds like a lot.
1: It sounds I'm like sure a lot. It's not it sounds a lot. like a lot. Um but but that that's can be within the realm of normal. Okay. And most people know if they're you know if they're shedding more than what they normally shed, sure. And you know, if you just one day have that and then it's back to normal, I wouldn't worry about it. Even if it's a few weeks, we tend to shed seasonally. That's probably okay too. Oh. But if it's been going on for several weeks or a month, two yeah. months, and you're you know maybe especially if you're not feeling well in another way, it's really important get it checked check out. out. Mm-hmm. Great, thank you.
0: And then we have Hannah. Um, hi there. I have eczema and, er, and uh, dermo dermatomyositis. Thank you. I'm struggling to tell the difference between the two types of mm-hmm. rashes, especially as I have. <laughs> Started getting blisters forming on my hands. Do you have any tips on how to identify the differences? Thank you.
1: Oh, Hannah, that dermatomyositis is a tough problem Um, and often very itchy, just like eczema. Mm -hmm. My suggestion is that you should see your dermatologist and let them help you try to decide what you're dealing with. That's a, that's a hard way even for a dermatologist to tell the difference. Really? They're all red, they're scaly, they're itchy. There's a lot of overlap. So I would say... see. Your so group. there's no
0: way you can do it yourself, go see the I, specialist. I, I would, if you're not sure, sure, you
1: know, one thing is if you've had eczema for a long time, and you know what the eczema looks like, right, then if right. it doesn't look that, like that, it's probably the dermatomyositis. But if you have dermatomyositis, you should be seeing a dermatologist, okay. and they should be able to help you differentiate those two things.
0: Okay, great. Um, and then I have Eddie. What is the best treatment for rosacea?
1: So rosacea is uh, an acne-like eruption on the face where people can get red bumps or little pustules. Sometimes their face uh, is red or they flush and blush easily. You can mm-hmm. get dilated blood vessels. So there are a number of treatments that you can use. Um, there are some topical creams like metronidazole is a good one, um, And but they're really... Prescription creams. Okay. So I would say if you really want treatment, see so your dermatologist. But some good skincare things that can help rosacea sure. are using a good moisturizer a couple of times a day. That helps with the sensitivity that patients can feel. Okay. Um, washing your face with a gentle cleanser, um, not anything harsh. Um, I would avoid ingredients like salicylic acid that we in benzoyl peroxide that we think about for other sure. types of acne because that sure. might make it worse. Oh, okay. um, and wearing a sunscreen regularly because sun can can contribute to rosacea. The last thing I talk about with that is some people notice that uh, foods and drinks can make their rosacea worse, it makes them really? flush and flush. Things like uh, hot coffee in the morning mm. or spicy foods or hot soup or alcohol can alcohol. all sure. can all make this problem worse. So you could. Get a list of triggers of rosacea and eliminate those from your diet and see mm-hmm. if that has any effect for you. Sure. Even just um, drinking your uh, coffee a little cooler instead of drinking it steaming hot. So that would make a difference in the temperature itself, yes, it's not Yes, the temperature the can help. It's, oh. It may be something else in the coffee like the caffeine, but, yeah. but the first thing, if you can't give up your coffee, just try drinking it at a
0: little cooler temperature okay. and see if that makes a difference. Great. Very good information. And then I have Eleanor. Uh, I'm low on vitamin D. Can that cause hair loss? Yeah, vitamin D is really important for hair growth, and
1: it's also important for hair regrowth. So just to the hair goes through phases. We have a very long growing phase and then a short shedding phase. Mm-hmm. Then that hair cycle resets and goes back. Into the growing phase, vitamin D helps push it from that resting, shedding phase back into the growing phase, so a new new hair will emerge. So, um, yes, vitamin D can be contributed to your hair loss. So, I would recommend that you you replete that, take a supplement, get your levels back up. Sure. All right. And and I think the other thing about vitamin D that's it's really important to understand that it has ramifications to your To your entire body, helps, right. right? Increases your risk of cancers and wow. and heart disease and depression and autoimmune diseases. So I think that is one that we should be yeah,
0: yeah. That's fixing. crucial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then I have Misty. I'm in my late twenties and I have a lot of gray hair, while my mm-hmm. friends have none. Is this genetic or is this something I can do to prevent gray hair without coloring? Yeah. So, you know, stay healthy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I remember I had a friend in college who if we would pluck out her like few gray hairs. That,
0: aren't you not supposed to do that? Is what Which I is heard. not. No, is but myth? we were,
1: yes. It, well, so it doesn't, no, you should not. It's okay. not gonna, it's, plucking it doesn't give you more grays. Okay. But more grays are coming. Are coming the same. Right. Okay. But it just doesn't do any good and it makes you lose hair. So, yes, that's so you're better true. off. You're better off just to keep it or use one of those little, um, there are hair coloring wands that you can buy so you can just color like an isolated hair or a few hairs like if you have one that's showing but once you have the gray
0: hair there's no and there's no reversing it there's no reversing it right now (laughs) Um,
1: but and it is primarily genetics okay You know, there may be some
0: environmental factors
1: that make it so that maybe you gray a little bit earlier or later than what your genetics determine. Sure, sure. So you know, we don't know what those are, but it may be things like stress or pollution. There may be something nutritionally, but but right now, uh, I think the best thing to do is is to. Color.
0: Yeah, sure. Now, you mentioned environmental factors. Can we talk a little bit about that? Like, what? what how, do, how does it factor in? Can you talk about maybe the pollution, whatever we're eating, pesticides, yeah. anything like that? Yeah, how is yeah, that affecting yeah.
1: us? Yeah, so I think I think the answer to that is we don't know, totally know all the ways that yeah. it's impacting us, but we know it probably is. Sure. So, you know, we have our genes, But then, that doesn't tell the whole story about us. So the other things that happen to us throughout our lives can have an impact on how our genes relay into what we see, react to it. So, um, you know, for hair at least, if you think uh, there's um, been studies done looking at men, uh, a cohort of men and men who had higher stress professions had less hair than men who had lower stress professions. Ah, Suggesting that that stress might play a role. Certainly nutrition is very important and that probably Plays a role. People with better nutrition have sure. better hair than, and you know, that's there's probably some minor play in that. And people in our society who are heavy or who are who are healthy overall. But if you look at you know, societies who go through um, famine periods yeah. or people who've been through horrible times of war where their stress is high and nutrition is food is scarce, sure. Sure. they certainly have less healthy hair than somebody right. who didn't does. Does have sleep to play a factor
0: that. in this at all? Lack of sleep. Uh, sleep is very important. They, they call it
1: beauty sleep, right? And I yeah. wonder if that actually is yeah. true. Yeah. So sleep is really important for health overall. It's mm-hmm. also important for stress Yes. and managing cortisol levels. So higher cortisol levels um, impact your hormones in a way that could lead to more wrinkles and more... It's all, it's all connected.
0: It's all connected. Yeah. So, so,
1: so eat well, exercise regularly, and get a good night's sleep. It
0: sounds good. And then I'm jumping on to Elizabeth. I have a best brand of sunscreen. I break out easily on my face.
1: Yeah, so sunscreens are a hard thing. You go to the store and there is an entire aisle full of sunscreen. Who knows which one to pick? Right. I think the best sunscreen is the one that you actually put on your skin. Okay. So some of them, uh, some people really like sprays, and some people hate sprays, and some people really like the little stick because you put it on and it it really sticks nicely. Yeah. Or or a cream, but whatever it is, it has to be something that you'll actually put on your skin. Sure. But when you're looking at that aisle, the place to start is you want to look for something that has at least an SPF of thirty. Okay. You want to look for one that is broad spectrum. That means it blocks both UVA and UVB rays. Okay. UVA UVB rays. cause cancer and they cause, that's what makes you burn. Mm -hmm. UVA rays cause cancer and aging. They penetrate wrinkles, wrinkles, Mm -hmm. they penetrate a little bit deeper to the skin.
0: So you really wanna make sure your sunscreen blocks both of those. Okay, Um, should you be using it daily? Like is this an SPF thing, like something I should be looking in my makeup, in my lipstick? Is this something I should be putting on daily even if it's cloudy today?
1: I think it's a good habit to put it on daily on exposed skin. So for us and people who are going to work on your face as Mm -hmm. part of your habit, because you know we do walk to our cars outside, you go to the store, you might walk, you might run into your friend and stand and talk for five or ten minutes and you can get a lot of sun exposure in that time period. There was a study done looking at women and half of them had a lotion without sunscreen, half of them were given a broad-spectrum sunscreen to put on every day okay and they re-looked at those women at the end of the year and after one year the women who were using the broad-spectrum sunscreen every day looked younger than the ones who weren't and looked younger than when they started wow so if you want to do something to help um, make yourself look younger use your sunscreen every day okay
0: done. all right and then I have uh, Maggie hair loss and rosacea Uh, metronidazole Mm -hmm. not working for rosacea better or improved treatments available
1: there are other treatments there are some washes there are some topical products um uh, there are uh, antibiotics okay. some some people need a course of antibiotics sure. to really clear it up sure so if the, if the metronidazole isn't working then i'd go go back to your dermatologist and and see what else they have to offer
0: okay great and then marie is asking about any special skincare for diabetics oh so Yes, you know, diabetic skin is, is more fragile than people who
1: aren't diabetic. Mm. Um, and they can have changes to the nerves and the feet that make them uh, not feel as much, sure. especially if they injure themselves. Right. So it's really important to take good care of your feet, to make sure you don't have any wounds on there that you don't know about, any mm-hmm. sores. Yeah. Um, and be careful when cutting your toenails. Okay. Cut your toenails well yeah. so you don't get an ingrown toenail. Sure. Um,
0: All right. Great. And then I have Qualitha. Uh, How can you remove stretch marks? Or uh, can you remove stretch marks? You
1: you can't really remove (laughs) stretch marks, but you can help to make them feel better. it look better. I mean, initially, uh, stretch marks tend to be bright red and really visible. When they're in that phase, then sometimes using uh, a topical retinoid, that's one of those topical vitamin A creams that we talk about, can help. Sometimes lasers can help when they're bright red. Okay. But if you wait six months or a year, they tend to fade out to white, then they're less, Visible, mm-hmm. um, but still there. And there are um, some things like lasers or
0: microneedling. There are some things that can be done that might improve the appearance. So it would not need to be a procedure to improve, not, complete not to completely away, take nothing, away Not like coconut oil or right. coconut lotion. No, no, okay. no, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Robin, I just removed my fake mm-hmm. nails and now I see a green spot under my nail. What could it be?
1: Yeah. I would be worried that that could be an infection. Okay. So I think that's something that should take you to a dermatologist to get checked out. Right away. You should I, definitely I, get it checked out. Was not
0: there before. No,
1: and that I don't, have. if it's under your nail, it's not really something that you're going to be able to. I see. To what take, what right? is under
0: the nail? Can, let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, skin. that's like, that's, that's your skin. Is that, that's infected by the utensils that's being used? Is, is, is that an be. It that's could be. When with... we, when we think as dermatologists, when we hear, that
1: it looks green, we think about a very certain bacteria that can make things look green, but it could also be a fungus too that can grow, kind of make make a home uh, under the the hard part of your nail, which we call the plate uh, underneath there and kind of create a little space
0: to grow and have.
1: Have a little happy life.
0: Now, well, what causes nails to be like uh, yellow or not like perfect looking? What what is what is the yellow, the off color on nails? And I'm sure there's probably a million things. Yeah. That factor
1: so that. sometimes it can be things like problems with your liver or your kidneys can make mm. your nails look yellow. Sometimes um, people with problems breathing, their nails can look white or yellow. Mm. Um, smoking can make your nails look of course yellow. Of course. Um, and then sometimes it stains from nail polish. Okay. So if you wear a lot of red nail polish, that can stain your I nails see. and make them look kind of yellow. So uh, if you if you have that, if you feel like your nails look yellow, I would stop smoking. Stop yeah. using your um, using nail, your polish. nail polish for a little bit and let it, it grow out and see yeah. see if it, it doesn't help.
0: Great. Um, okay, and then um, Tracy's asking, is there a safe way to pop a pimple?
1: It's Pimples are best left alone. Okay. <laughs> you increase your Keep risk of scarring if you try to pop them. Okay. If you have one that, you know, especially, you, you don't want to pop the deep, you know, deep ones. You don't want to try to mess around with yeah. those real deep ones. Yeah. Those will leave you a terrible scar. If you have one that has a big pus right at the top and you really just can't stand it and you want to get rid of it, um, if you use a warm compress first okay. for five or ten minutes and kind of soften it up, okay. clean it with alcohol, you then, you know, kind of gently squeeze. Yeah. Okay. And it'll. Very if you have to squeeze long, very much, then just don't. Then leave, it alone. leave it alone. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I know they look uh, enticing. And they
1: look too. enticing. And it's really hard. You know, it's interesting. Um, there are studies that have been done looking at the treatment of people who have skin abscesses, like you can get from a cyst, which is yeah. kind of like a big pimple. Right. And people, if you drain an abscess, it heals as well or almost as well for most people as if you gave an antibiotic. Wow. Okay. So just draining it can be enough to really help it heal. So sure. we probably have some vestigial reflux, some reflux from back when we were cave people, that makes us want to pick things off our skin because it was probably a survival advantage. So if you were out there, you didn't have a doctor to go to, but if you had something on your skin that you picked off, it might give you a survival advantage. So I think we have some of that left in us somewhere that we want to pick things off our skin. And so I think that's why we want to do it. So if you can understand that but just know that you can't that's not the right thing to do for your skin. Sure, sure.
0: Great. This is very helpful information. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rhonda, I noticed my derm office offers cool sculpting. Mm-hmm. Does it work? And then before I even have you answer this, can you explain a little bit what is cool sculpting? We've all yeah. well heard about it.
1: Yeah, cool recently. sculpting is a way to diminish fat in mm-hmm. very specific areas. Um, it it goes on a principle we pediatricians first described this, we used to see um, kids who would get uh, like big red nodules on their face after they, a lot of popsicles, but oh. it was from the cold that would cause a little inflammation in the in the mm. fat. After that went away, they'd have a little depression. And in little kids, it would come back and they would be fine. They would yeah. get like a little dimple there. So based on that principle, it was thought, well, maybe we could get rid of subcutaneous fat for people that way. Sure. So sculpting uses a specialized machine that, that cools the fat while protecting the skin so you don't freeze the skin, you just cool the fat to the point where it will kind of become inflamed and Mm -hmm. then slowly over a few months get reabsorbed by the body. Mm. So it can help if you have very uh, fat-resistant areas. So it's best for people who are like within 15 to 20 pounds of their goal weight. And it's a
0: permanent solution?
1: Uh, well, if you gain
0: weight, you could eat eat it back.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you can eat enough right. to get it back. It
0: back. <laughs> yeah, but if you
1: you know maintain your healthy diet and exercise regimen, then it should be a, a permanent solution. Um, and it's you know really good for belly fat. That's where it was first described. I the see love handles, sometimes saddlebags, those
0: kind of areas. It the ones are hard to get. Hard of. to get to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. And then um, we're almost out of time, but I'm going to ask you one more question. Um, mm-hmm. It's Melanoma Awareness Month. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about moles, mm-hmm. about um, if I have a mole, you know, I get these little dots that I've never had before. Yeah. How can I tell one looks dangerous and should yeah. be checked out versus yeah. there's so many moles on me, I just can't tell the difference.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's important first to get to know your skin, look yourself over head to toe. So you take inventory, you know what moles you have and yes. what they look like. Right. Then you should re- do that every month. And the things that you're looking for is first of all, new moles or anything that's changed. Okay. That should draw your attention. Then you want to look, we talk about the ABCD rules of melanoma. So A means asymmetry. It means one side doesn't look like the other. So it's not a perfect circle. Okay. It, you, uh, B stands for border. The border might be ir- irregular or scalloped or there might be a divot in it. Mm-hmm. A C is for color. So it's not a uniform color. It has dark brown, black, pink red white blue in it then you should really be worried okay. and if it's D stands for diameter that's the size okay. so most melanomas are bigger than six millimeters that's about the size of, the, of a pencil eraser okay so if you have bigger moles that's something else to worry about okay and if that's you see good. anything then you should have your dermatologist
0: anything unusual get it yeah checked get out. it
1: checked out okay great and, and especially the other thing I would say especially anything that bleeds, that itches that has grown quickly, mm. get that checked out.
0: Okay, I know odd question. I've seen people with like one hair sticking out of a mole. Oh. Does that mean any kind of changes? Is that something to be worried about? It's generally a good sign, actually. Is it? Yeah, because it's, growing. it's ma- yeah, it's growing. <laughs> it's making it's doing ah, what it should be doing. That's that's very really yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Great. Well, um, we're kind of out of time, but before I let you go, is there anything you want to let our viewers know that maybe something we haven't touched on?
1: I think it's just really important to wear your sunscreen, do your self skin exams. You know most melanomas are caught by the patient, mm. so look yourself over and look over your partner men married men. Get, their melanomas are caught earlier and they have a survival advantage. So look yeah. over your friends and your partner. That's because their
0: spouse is checking out che- uh, That's
1: Well, that's the, yeah. that's the theory, that's the thought. Oh, so the, the, the theme for Skin Cancer Awareness Month, the Skin Cancer Hero. So be a skin cancer hero, help your friends.
0: Help your loved ones yes. and your family yep. members. Yep. Great, well thank you so much for coming in today. Yeah. It's been very, yeah. very yeah. insightful. Yeah. And you can also visit clevelandclinic.org slash first to get health advice from Cleveland Clinic women experts and tips to help you take care of yourself. Thank you so much again for watching and we'll see you again next week. This concludes this Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.